Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments, so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce today's special guest. I'm happy to announce that I'm working on my next book. The title is Reclaim Your Digestive Health and Feel Normal Again, Fixing the Root Cause of Your GI Distress with Natural Treatments. Now this book should be ready later this year, so keep an eye out for it. Okay, that's it for our housekeeping, so let's get started. I'm so very excited about today's show because my special guest is Dr. Eva Selhub. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Dr. Eva is an internationally recognized physician, author, speaker, and consultant in the fields of stress, resilience, mind-body medicine, and working with natural environment to achieve maximum health and well-being. Board certified in internal medicine, Dr. Eva is on staff at Harvard Medical School and is a clinical associate of the world-renowned Benson Henry Institute for Mind-Body Medicine at the Massachusetts General Hospital. Dr. Eva's new book is Your Health Destiny, How to Unlock Your Natural Ability to Overcome Illness, Feel Better, and Live Longer. Dr. Eva, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Well, thank you, and I just realized that I think we um, arranged to do this um, this interview such a long time ago that we didn't uh, send you an update to my bio. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> well, I mean, so I actually re- um, reti- resigned from Harvard and Mass General, and I'm currently an adjunct scientist at Tufts University. So um, that 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 we should have sent that to you. That's my bad. But that I, I, I all of that's true. But as of um, <laughs> As of December, so it just sort of ended in 2015. So uh, <laughs> okay, well, thank you for that correction. There we go. Uh, but thank you for. I'm very happy oh. to be here. Okay, so I'm so excited about your new book. Tell us what is the core philosophy of your health destiny. Well, I think you know um, to make it simple, the core philosophy is is hope and the no- the knowing. And I think you know you know this well because functional medicine is all about the notion that our bodies are are functional and constantly moving and part of a functional environment. And and like an environment is constantly changing, so is our body. So it's possible for our bodies to heal. Um, always, um, no matter what we've been dealt or what diagnosis we've been given or what DNA we have, um, that possibility for the body to make its change is is in, in our is in our you know is it's in our playbook um, if we choose. And that's I think the big thing about your health destiny is that it's about choice and it's and it's about knowing what the choices are and without actually knowing what you know you are. Um, capable of doing, you don't know that you can actually make a choice. So it's about that. It's about um, giving people the knowledge 
about uh, the body, about uh, the physiology of the body, the neuroanatomy, but not only that, also what wisdom traditions say, what um, nutritionists say, what uh, physical fitness folks say. And really, it's merging um, all these fields together, which is sort of what I do. It's my gift translation, translating and bringing together and integrating, and then providing that information with tools that people can use for their everyday lives to change their destiny. I love what you just said there about educating people and giving them choices because if they don't know that they have choices they just don't know right right and then they kind of feel stuck or they feel like they don't have any control over their health right exactly yeah exactly well it's like a child you know a child who doesn't have the information yet starts having a tantrum and that's sort of like what we're what most people are like we get nervous we have anxiety we have tantrums but the truth of the matter is we just don't have the backing and the knowledge yet um and it's important for people to get that information and get that um knowledge because there's a lot of self-regulation that we are capable of or you know help outside of what we can do for ourselves that we can um get that support from so it's really important for people to know what that is now dr eva what inspired you to write this new book um well i love to write i have two other books and um you know it's sort of uh i I write all the time and blog just you know what i say spirit moves me and then i feel the need to write about it so that's one thing but this is you know i needed to put together um you know what i've been doing for 20 years and and put it down on paper i had uh my publisher um, had had a conversation with me and he said, because I had written another proposal for a different type of book and he sort of called me up and said, um, you listen, you know, we don't like your proposal. This is too Ooh, positive. That hurts. Like, oh, I, I mean, I, I got, but he said it in the nicest of ways because he was complimenting me. He said, you know, there's a million positive psychology books out there. You know, we don't need another positive psychology book. We, you know, about uh, changing your mind. You're a doctor. You know, you're an MD. Where's where's the voice of the MD in here? What have you been doing for 20 years? Tell me what you do. And so I explained to him what I do. And he said, it sounds to me like you help people change their health destiny. And I said, you just gave me the title of my next book. That's how it happened. So um, like I said, I'm always writing and I'm always creating. But this particular book was, you know, uh, catapulted by my, my editor, at Harper One, who said, you know, we want to know what you do. You know, we, we think the world should hear about this. And uh, so that that's how it came to be. Well, we're all glad for that. <laughs> that that little negative turned into a positive. Within, exactly. Uh, within like two minutes. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So one of the things you write about in your book is that the body will whisper to us. It'll whisper a stress to us before it starts screaming in pain. That's right. Well, I mean, it's, and, and I think it's what's important to understand is, is that a whisper is really happening constantly. And that's really just how your body communicates. You have this, we have, we have this incredibly amazing system, as you know, um, that is just so brilliantly designed in its ability to communicate from one part to the other and with the outside environment. And the, and the body is constantly picking up on signals to let itself know when it needs to adapt and when it needs to change. So what happens is, is that there's 
some, you know, the body has some ability to self-regulate. So the, the blood vessels will open or close depending on the temperature outside and how the body needs to match that temperature. But other times it needs our, you know, our executive mind to then uh, stimulate the rest of our body to make a change. So for instance, our body will pick up when we're really cold um, and will give us a sensation of discomfort and that discomfort will get registered in our higher brain and our higher brain will then make a decision to go and get a sweater or you know turn on the thermostat which is you know an executive decision which we couldn't do when we were infants when we didn't have that part of our brain so the whispers are just the way the body signals you to make a change to uh, change positions when you're uncomfortable or you know eat when you're hungry or sleep when you're tired so those whispers are the sensations that our body will give us to let us know that a change needs to made so that we can correct whatever stress is going on on, which is simply just um, you know a, a shift in the balance of things, and uh, so when we correct it, we can get the balance you know back in order. It's always always about getting relief and getting that balance back in order. And so the problem is is that we're not attuned to our body signals. We're not a, attuned to our environmental signals, probably like we used to be when we evolved in the wilderness and needed to be attuned to those signals. Um, so now we know when we're tired, we drink coffee or we turn on the light instead of going to sleep or... And so what happens is you're not paying attention to the signals that are saying, I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm cold, I'm sad, I'm this or that. We ignore it, we override it, and then what happens is is that the body then starts screaming because it's not being taken care of. Yeah, and then I would say another thing that people often say is, well, that's just, I'm just getting older. Like that signal, that's just, I'm just getting older, and that's normal. Well, it's, to a certain extent, it's true. You know, as your body gets older, its ability to adapt successfully to a changing environment is um, lessened. So that is true. But, but having said that, you can still adapt. You might be doing it more slowly. Um, but the fact that you haven't been listening for 30 years means the system's going to be much more limited in its capability of adapting than it would have been if you were paying attention because, it, you know, you wouldn't have had inflammation going on for 30 years or, you know, it's sort of like, you know, it's I, I like to use the analogy of a car because people can, you know, understand that. So if you have a car that you've been really, really taking good care of, you've been getting it, you know, maintenance and um, giving it the right kind of fuel and making and keeping it clean what have you, that car is going to last a much longer time than one you're not taking care of. It doesn't matter what the kind of car that it is. It can last a really long time. And so we're, it's the same with us and our genetics. You know, some of us have better genetics than others, of course. But the better we take care of our mind, body, and spirit, the more aware and attuned we are in maintenance and making sure there's good fuel in the tank and then fuel in our minds, our, we can last a really long time without falling apart. But, you know, eventually that car will fall apart and we eventually will, you know, eventually going to die. That's just the way it is. The body does get older and that is a stress, but it doesn't have to be. Um, It's what we call a successful aging. It doesn't have to be bad. Okay, so basically you're saying that we need to start paying better attention Mm -hmm. to ourselves, to what our body is whispering to us. So as we start doing that, what's the best way for us to respond 
Well, first of all, it's, I think, also important to remember that we need to observe and listen in the most loving of ways. You know, I think that, you know, we think, oh, I don't want to do this or I don't want to feel this. I can't pay attention to myself. I've got too many other people to pay attention to. And so, the, again, it's remembering that, you know, you, you cherish your car. This is your prized possession. And that we need to actually approach ourselves in the same way, that we are our prized possession. You know, see your body, your mind, yourself, your spirit as your prized possession possession because the better you take care of you the more in service you can be right we want to be able to overflow with with our love for others or our ability to care for others um, not sort of doing it doing it at our own expense so that we fall apart so it's really important to pay attention with love cherishing ourselves and cherishing our bodies as the most important thing in the world And then really, as you pay attention to what the body needs, you start understanding what it needs. And sometimes it needs rest and sometimes it needs the right kind of food. You'll notice that when you eat certain foods, you feel worse. You start becoming attuned to what it feels like to feel good. Now, most people don't know what it feels like to feel alive and thriving and and vibrant. They They just don't know. They think they have, but they haven't actually, you know fixed their diet and worked on becoming calm and relaxed and meditative and they haven't gotten enough sleep or whatever that is or worked on their their thoughts and beliefs and that when you do and when you do do these things even for just a week you feel so good now you have contrast now you have the contrast to notice when the body is not feeling good and you can start saying well what is it that this body, this mind, this spirit, this heart, what is it that I need? Do I need more sleep? Is it a, an old belief system that's coming forward that I need to take care of? Is it that I'm, you know, getting, not getting the right fuel in my body in the, in the form of food or sleep or friendships? So we start addressing everything at different levels and we start creating an infrastructure to support that system and that infrastructure I utilize nutrition and sleep and spirituality and meditation and uh, laughter friendship you know all the things that we need as human beings to allow us to cope in a very difficult world okay so let's kind of switch gears here one of the things that you talk about in your book is between is about the connection between the the neurotransmitter or the brain chemical serotonin and the gut. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that and how that helps us feel? Right. So I mean, the, so let's, I just want to step back a bit and think about, you know, we are, we didn't evolve living in, you know, uh, high rises. We evolved in wilderness. And so just like any other animal, we need to have a signaling system in our body that lets us know when we're safe and when we're not safe so that then we can be alerted to what we need to do. And so every area of your body that's exposed to the outside is going to have within it an ability to recognize something that's other than self, right? Something uh-huh, that could right. be dangerous. So our eyes will recognize something um, of of the different uh, uh, animals or structures that um, may be threatening, our, our, our smell, so our nose, our ears, our skin, and, and then our, our mouth and our digestive tract and our lungs. So anything that is like taking something in that is going to be coming in into the inside needs to have a very, very secure sort of parameter around it to be able to say, hmm, what is this? Is this good for me? Is it not good for me? Um, is this me? Is it like me or is it not like me? 
because if it's not like me, I don't want it. I need to push it out. And so our our lungs and our and our gut are very very important parts of uh, our defense mechanism and our ability to recognize self versus the other. So our gut is lined with. Um, uh, neuro, uh, neurons and neurotransmitters and immune cells that and a very thick lining that is able to sort of say well what do I need to digest and what do I need to take in and what do I need to eliminate so it's all about like absorption digestion and elimination you know the lungs do the same thing but in a different way so so it's important that you know your the gut is really strong and it's really firm and it's got like a really good microbiome which is the good bacteria that are living in there so that it can support the system to maintain you know a very strong self and so with with that we have sort of 90% of our of our serotonin which is our feel good um uh, neurotransmitters as well as our immune system is really lined in the gut so that the gut can then send signals directly to the brain it's also directly connected to the vagal nerve which is our you know that parasympathetic relaxation um uh nerves nerve structure that allows us to know we're okay versus we're not okay and so when you get that butterflies in your stomach it's saying those you know that's sort of the, the neurotransmitters being elicited saying i'm not okay right sending messages to the brain to sort of stay away or don't eat this or this isn't good for me and so that is really important to remember the function of of the different systems of our body which I review in my book and then understand that that function works via hormones neurotransmitters and immune cells that's how the body is actually communicating messages from one part to the next so that it knows what to do and what's going on on the outside as well as the inside so what we eat is either going to help raise those serotonin levels or it's going to lower those serotonin levels as they become, you know, deactivated or activated and messages are being sent over along with the inflammation and along with our ability to digest and absorb and all of that stuff is then is sending messages to the brain and the rest of the body and affecting it in that way. Okay, so let's switch gears here and let's talk about the millions of people out there who are ill who has spent their you know practically their lifetime dealing with some kind of chronic illness and feel that nothing will help them get better Mm -hmm. what kind of advice can you give those people well the first thing is to you know is to give them honor and validation uh for such sort of the um the strife that they've been going through I think that's really important. I think one of the things about being sick is that just the feeling of being weaker and victimized by what life has thrown you. So the first thing is to is to offer compassion for that plight and then say, you know, there are ways to feel better. You know, there are ways for that, um, for whatever it is you are experiencing to be less bad. Now, we'd hope that it will be gone altogether and that is a possibility but it's also a possibility that it will become so minor that it doesn't bother you as much so it's really about saying you haven't likely addressed all the different things that you can do including your mindset so the mindset of a victim even though you have every right to feel like one is going to put such stress in the system that it's going to cause more inflammation and the lowering of those with all those neurotransmitters and literally going to make your pain worse or the sickness worse So when we start changing our mindset to one of a victor, which we all have that choice no matter what's going on in our our lives, as awful as it 
may be, we can say, okay, well, I could choose to feel that I'm enough. I can choose to uh, figure out ways to, to access my resources. I can choose to honor the way I feel and then take care of myself the best that I can. And that you will find that that actually will help the pain or whatever you're going through become much less. Okay, fantastic. And then what advice would you give those people out there that were just like recently given a diagnosis? Again, you know, first compassion, you know, understanding how scary that is and that, you know, nobody wants to be giving a diagnosis and to really pay attention to how that feels, how it's making them feel and to honor that. And, 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 and I give people the tools to heal, you know, what is this bringing up in me, this feeling of not being enough, this feeling of hurt, this feeling of fear. And we take care of the feeling. The only thing we can really do is manage the way we feel. We can't actually fix the world outside of us. Um, but just because you were given a diagnosis doesn't mean you're going to have to live with it. You might have a diagnosis forever and then never have the symptoms. It happens all the time. So, you know, I always say just because the disease has entered the body doesn't mean it will manifest itself. You ha- That's the thing that you have control over. So the first thing is to fill yourself up with a lot, a lot, a lot of love and compassion. To work on that fear of not being enough and not being able to handle it, and then sort of start rethinking what this diagnosis, what what I what I have been diagnosed, what I find in, in when you get these diagnoses that they're labels, and you get labeled into, you know, I have diabetes, and that's really scary to people. You know, it, it's and it's disconcerting, and it makes you feel really vulnerable, as opposed to I have an imbalance of sugar. <laughs> right, right. And just that statement alone makes you feel empowered. And that's really the key of your health destiny. And the work that I do is helping people feel empowered, and which is why power is the acronym I use in the book, um, to feel like, how can I get power over this? And part of this is just changing the way you view something. You know, you can use the label to understand that there's a pattern there, but then, you know, throw the label away and just understand what the functions are. What is the functional aspect of, of, of a diabetes? of the imbalance of sugar and insulin and how can I then get control over that so when we start breaking it down to functions which that which I do in the body and sort of the psycho-spiritual aspect and the mental aspect then we say okay I can actually get control over this and people do okay so what are some of the tips from your book that you can share with our listeners Um, well the first thing is to think about power you know do I want to have power in my life or do I want to be you know vulnerable and you know do I want to be a victim or do I want to be a victor that's the choice you want to make because if you do make the choice to be in your power and be a victor there's a lot you can do so that's the first step two is I you know from the P it's a, a pause you know take a moment to take some deep breaths and take a pause you know our mind just starts can run into all kinds of directions and create more stress take a pause and then the O is optimize your knowledge what is it that I need to know what is the what are the doctors saying what are the statistics what are wisdom traditions saying like what knowledge is knowledge is you know power right and then the W is about what I call witnessing start witnessing what is my body telling me what are the sensations I'm experiencing? E is what uh, emotions and beliefs do I have to examine that are being triggered that I now have the opportunity to heal, which is what the R is. R is about releasing toxins, releasing anxiety, releasing negative belief systems, and relieving, creating that relief in the system so that it can restore itself back into balance so that it, the natural capacity for the body to heal itself is now accessible. So you said pause, optimize your knowledge, witnessing, 
emotions and then releasing. Yeah, release, relieve, and restore. So release, relieve, restore. Yep, can restore it back into its optimal balance. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay, so Dr. Eva, what are three things that you recommend our listeners do if they want to improve their health destiny? Well, like I said, the first thing is to learn how to get a little bit more quiet. You know, take some time to um, learn how to take deep breaths. You know, there's plenty of ways to even meditate for 10 minutes. I've got lots of stuff on YouTube and many other people do as well, different meditations. Start learning to slow down a bit because the more you don't pay attention, the faster you go, the more the body is going to break down. You need to pay attention and think about what do I need to do to fuel myself to be at my best? What do I need to do to fuel my body so its natural ability to heal is accessible? So take that pause. You know, Take the time to rest, relax, meditate, become more connected with your body, become more aware You know, to do that witnessing. The second thing is, is really approach everything related to yourself with love. We know that love heals and that we, most of us ignore ourselves. You know, we, we, we should on ourselves, we shame ourselves, we ignore ourselves and really start paying attention to what is it, again, I need to be fueled to be at my best. And, the, the lat, and so that leads me into the next thing is really look at your sleep and your diet. Really look at that. Am I getting enough rest? Am I waking up feeling rested? Is this food really fueling me or is it hurting me? Um, so that when we approach, you know, everything with a little bit less hastiness, with a little bit more love, a little bit more attention, and then we ask the question, is this fueling me? Fuel? Is this fuel? Or is it, you know, is it toxic? And that's going to include your thoughts. It's going to include your friends. It's going to include the food you eat, the rest you get, etc. Those are the, the three main things. Oh, I love those. So again, get quiet and pay attention. Mm-hmm. And then love yourself. Mm-hmm. As you said, stop shutting on yourself and love yourself. Mm-hmm. And then really look at sleep and diet. And a lot of us already know what we should be doing. Right. But, but we're not. But really analyze it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dr. notice how you feel. Always notice how you feel. That's you're the, you're the only person that knows your body best. All of us experts can make all kinds of recommendations. But at the end of the day, you're the one that's in your body and you're the one that feels what's going on. Absolutely. Dr. Eva, how can our listeners find out more about you and where can they get a copy of your book? Uh, you can go to uh, drselhub.com. That's D-R-S-E-L-H-U-B.com. It's my website, which, you know, all, everything I've ever blogged for all the different websites is on there. Um, so lots of different interesting articles are on there. I've got lots of CDs and online programs that are available for people. I'm hopefully going to be launching a webinar soon so you can keep track and you can join the newsletter on my website. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and I think even Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> I got all that stuff going on. You're so, everywhere. Uh, I'm everywhere. So yes, definitely uh, stay tuned and, um, you know, uh, happy. Oh, for the book, the book you can get on pretty much any um, online bookstore, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, what have you. And it is being carried in some bookstores as well. There's Wonderful. both a hard copy and there is a soft cover, and there's also an audiobook for those of you who would rather not read. And it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's my voice uh, reading that book, as well as my other book, The Love Response, is also an audio. Perfect. Dr. Eva, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This has been an awesome interview. Thank you for having me. 
All right, that wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Dr. Eva Selhub. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carey is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carey is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carey.